Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. A major coronal mass ejection, a solar flare erupted off the sun. Now scientists say this incident will not be the last. In fact, they are predicting more solar flares in the days ahead. Hello and good evening. Welcome to the debut of Weeknights into the Paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. An important show tonight. The reason we wanted to bring you more shows a week for reasons just like this, in which we have subject material to discuss, but only so much airtime in which to do so. We appreciate all of the affiliates for picking up the program, notably Ground Zero Radio tonight, live, and uh, also uh, being picked up on our streaming affiliates, uh, Terrestrial Radio Stations, WLRU. And, uh, and others as well who are going to be jumping on the program as the weeks and the nights go on because Into the Paranormal is now live five nights a week. In May, we began to track strong solar flares that the experts uh, said were stronger than expected. Now, considering the peak of the 11-year solar cycle uh, that we're currently in, which is solar cycle 25... Well, it's not supposed to be for another three to four years. That's what the uh, experts are telling us, that that's when the peak was supposed to come. And it still may be the case. Although if the peak is still yet to come and what we're dealing with now is any indication, oh boy, get ready for a ride. Now, while original uh, originally forecast to be weaker than average, there are some scientists who say that this current solar cycle that we're going through could actually be among the most active on record. Now, this dates back all the way to the 1700s when they started keeping track of the solar cycles. Uh, we know the solar cycles 
to be pretty much exactly that, a cycle. But what we don't expect to happen is things really to go against the grain. And these powerful solar storms, they say, the experts say, uh, are expected to increase in the near future. They're saying over the coming years, we can expect the intensity of these storms to be greater, perhaps lasting longer, the impacts of such being more detrimental. And if they were to only be increasing from here, let me just tell you what we've already been dealing with this year when it comes to solar activity. May 3rd is when we first reported on this. And it was in mid-April that we started tracking the activity of Solar Cycle 25. And at that point, there had already been several events, including an X-class flare, which is the most intense of all classifications, the X-class variety. That happened actually the morning we posted that story, May the 3rd. And then there was another sudden spot that uh, released an X-class flare the Saturday after that. And going back into April, there were two moderately sized M-class flares, which uh, were nearly back-to-back. A pretty strange phenomena. So we started reporting on that. And then it just kept happening. And it kept happening. In the first half of the year, in fact, we saw sunspot and solar flare activity on the sun increase significantly. And some of them being recorded as the most powerful flares that have been seen in recent years. And there's also a study out of Russia that is predicting that this cycle could be among the most active ever. Also suggests that maximum activity could come as soon as late 2023, which would be earlier than the 2025 or 2026 window that we had been expecting this solar activity to to really take off. But there were these swarms that were happening, and that's what really caught my attention because you usually hear about these in a predictable cycle. And then when it stops following that predictable pattern, that's when folks like me start to really pay attention. You know, what's going on here? Is there some other, you know, influence at play? Let me throw out the number if you want to text into the program. If you're out and about, you can't call in. You can text at 818-672-6865. That is 818-672-6865. Note it's area code 818. It is not a toll-free 888. Our Skype is ITP51. And the call-in number from North America and Canada and beyond is 503 506-0396. That's 503-506-0396. Folks have been experiencing weird phenomena happening to them as a result of these solar cycles. So I'm interested in hearing if that might be you. you. Are you one of these people that have been experiencing 
some of these just strange enigma, we'll call it. I don't have a problem with throwing out that word when we're talking about this. August 15th to August 21st, so that was a couple of weeks ago. During that period, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, you know, we counted on our fingers like we did in grade school, and some of us still do to this day. Seven days. During that span of seven days, NASA reporting 19 solar flares, 11 sunspots, and 17 coronal mass ejections. Well, now that it is becoming mainstream news, there is this massive sunspot that has the potential of throwing solar flares straight at Earth. It's got a name, AR-3089. And according to NOAA, it has been developing for some time. It's developed a Delta-class magnetic field, which means it has the potential to let out an X-class solar flare, which I've already talked about is, the, uh, is among the biggest. These solar flares send out intense bursts of electromagnetic radiation from the sun, and that is caused when areas of the sun develop these strong magnetic fields. It causes the temperature to drop. And it's visibly darker than the rest of the solar surface. Hence the name Sunspot. And I'm familiar with Sunspot from the radio industry when we have sunspots interfere with satellite transmissions in order to broadcast uh, syndicated programming. And it's not only an issue of uh, affecting things that are in space either while astronauts would be more at risk because they're more exposed we would be protected by earth's atmosphere but these sunspots and solar flare activity make no bones about it can can wreak havoc it can disrupt communications like gps and radio electrical systems the power grid and it can change the migration patterns of birds bees and whales and it is certainly not normal for these animals to behave in the way that they are and it might explain why we've seen the bird die-offs and why we've seen the fish die-offs which have massive implications to the food chain to the ecosystem because we know what's happening with that uh, present day is an all-out assault on the ecosystem and on the food supply chain and uh, and and definitely uh, on the water. And the water situation has not gotten any better. It has only gotten worse, friends. Sad to say. So we've explained how this can just wreak havoc, but not to mention that because of the fact that this sun spot uh sun flare is pointed directly at earth is ar3089 which we're kind of in that pattern right now of that danger zone of when it's wreaking the most havoc between sunday and monday and into to uh tuesday between those three days and here we are labor day so we're right there in the middle of that That's when it's causing the most issues. It's interrupting communications. 
It's fouling up GPS. It's screwing up electrical systems. Maybe you've lost power. Maybe things have been a little bit intermittent. Maybe you've been outside. Maybe you've seen things just a little bit out of place. You've seen the animals behaving strangely. I'd be interested in your observations uh, on that as well. But as I mentioned, because it's pointed right at Earth, we're also getting blasted by magnetic radiation, which is never good. Radiation of any kind. We may have other kinds of radiation to be dealing out, uh, dealing with uh, in the days, months, and weeks ahead. And we just have to prepare. And the ways that you can prepare, we've got plenty of those listed at paranormalradio.com, but this is not a commercial. If you're interested in preparing, you just go to paranormalradio.com, and we've got banners, and we've got links there, and you can just play around. And when you click on those things, they support us. That's just how it works. But when you get blasted by this radiation... I mean, that causes just uh, sorts, all sorts of issues. Uh, if people are just moody, if they're out of sorts, if it appears like they're a little bit off, maybe don't be so quick to judge. Maybe realizing that the stars are literally not aligning in their favors, and it may be as simple as that, it could be very heavily influenced by the solar activity that's going on right now. We've also been uh, hearing from officials who have been warning us that this is a sign of what is to come. Now, I mentioned coronal mass ejection a couple of times, and I, and I take it that most folks are going to be familiar with that term, but there are folks who are not. So we'll take just a sec to tell folks what that actually means uh, without spending a, a ton of time on it. Uh, but that is as simple as to say that what happens uh, in the event of a coronal mass ejection is when the flares contain particulate matter from the sun. Now, depending on the extent of a, of a solar flare, such an event could critically damage communication and navigational services. And with more satellites being launched such as those providing high-speed internet from space. And that is going to cause problems when those objects go up in space. And perhaps they collide with objects in which they weren't intended to collide with. And we've seen uh, many close collisions. In fact, very interesting because there have been these SpaceX satellites that have been launched and, in fact, some of them were launched during a recent solar storm, and because of that, uh, it knocked about 40 of them out of commission. And so it is uh, wreaking havoc on these satellites. We're going to be talking with, I'll just say it, Dr. Brad Tucker later in the week about space junk. Because he's actually gone to some farms and other properties where this stuff has come down of late. You know, within hours where he's been on the ground tracking some of this space debris, this junk that's coming down and that's landing. But back to the SpaceX thing, because it has been a lot of their rockets uh, and rocket parts, boosters and whatnot that have been crashing down, even parts that necessarily can't be identified. Those are coming down as as well. And uh, there's been uh, some objects from China that have been coming down as well. We've also got a news story up at 
paranormalradio.com. Actually, about that, there were uh, a couple of reports, one from a Chinese rocket that came down in Southeast Asia just about a month ago, and then there was a uh, orb-looking metallic thing that came out of the sky in the Gulf of Mexico. And then, as mentioned, the SpaceX rocket, that one came coming down in New South Wales in early July. And then there was another one that uh, came down as well. So those were just some recent uh, uh, events that we talked about up at ParanormalRadio.com in the news section. And uh, prior to that, we had we had talked about some other events that had been happening seemingly at a increasing rate. More on that later in the week when we're really going to be talking about space junk. These SpaceX satellites, they were launched during a solar storm, and there were about 40 of them. They were knocked out of commission, and and off they went. And that is maybe just the small scale of things, but there are many other cases where this has happened and caused significant, significant damage. Now, I mentioned the X-Class variety, but the problem is that we actually cannot be so sure about the strength of a solar flare that we're going to be hit with because, well, the methods to predict that don't exist yet. There's no real way to predict the intensity of a solar flare with an asterisk being with accuracy. It hasn't been perfected. It doesn't mean there's not people out there who are tracking these solar flares, and there are plenty of people who do track solar flares, but it doesn't exist at present a way for us to track exactly when this solar flare is going to hit, where it is going to cause the most problems and the intensity that's going to come with it. But what we do know, friends, is that the current solar cycle that we're in, which started in 2019... And it's kind of building to a peak, so we're told, of sunspot activity between, as I mentioned, probably late 2023 and 2025 during that, you know, 18-month to two-year period. That's when it's going to reach its peak, and then it will fall off. It will reach solar minimum about five years after that, and then the cycle is going to start back over in 2030. It's an 11-year cycle, 2019, 2030, 2041. 2052, 2063, don't want to be alive after that, Um, half-joking. But then that cycle will start back over again, and as has it since we've known it to be since the 1700s, when the solar cycles started being tracked. And every 11 years, this plays out. Now, about every, you know, five to seven years, is where we would expect the peak to happen. However, what we're being told is that we uh, are early in the peak, and the peak is either going to last longer, it's going to be more prolonged. I, I suppose it's possible that we're in the peak now, and then it dies off, and then from 2023 through 2030, the end of the cycle, things are pretty quiet. But what the forecasters, those who look at the weather in space, are telling us is that it's going to be coming still for a couple of years. So maybe it is that the sun is not as predictable as it was in the past. I don't know. Is that possible? 
There's a couple of things that I that I, I do find very interesting when it when it comes to this solar activity that you may or you may not know. As I mentioned, it disrupts things. And one of the things that it also disrupts, which I, I alluded to earlier, but it disrupts our body clock. It's not only the the mammals, the birds and the bees, flowers and the trees, and then the mammals like the whales who uh, experience this type of displacement, but it's us. And ultimately, when you screw with the body clock, ultimately, you are playing games with the heart. And according to... The statistics on this, solar storms in the U.S. can be accounted for heart-related deaths. Sometimes, uh, in, in, his, in, in some cases, they've reported uh, as many as about 5,500 deaths in one year due to solar storms. It basically comes down to energy. It causes those glitches in the power grids. It brings down those satellites. The risk of heart-related illnesses increase. That's what I found. It's not a widespread reported issue, but it is a known issue. Also, there have been not a lot of hurricanes. This year, I think we just got our first hurricane of the season in the last week. There was a study done by researchers at Harvard regarding uh, what they call solar terrestrial effects, studying the influence that it has on volcanoes. And the study found that it has a strong influence. So there can be uh, patterns that develop and can cause volcanic activity to increase, perhaps could cause tectonic or earthquake activity to increase. We know it messes with people uh, with their heart, and it could have to do with the pacemakers that people have that are also causing issues. But let us not forget what such a an event, a coronal mass ejection could do, because there are some doomsday worst-case scenarios that could happen. Something like the Carrington event of 1859 when British astronomer Richard Carrington saw a blast of white light on the surface of the sun, which became the Carrington event, as it's now known by scientists, the largest recorded solar storm ever recorded. And of course, the thing that we haven't really touched on is the electrical outbursts by all of this, which create uh, things like the Aurora Borealis. The northern and southern lights, those light shows, uh, this this has that impact. It was September of 1859 when Carrington was investigating a group of dark specks on the sun known as sunspots. And what he detected was later described as a singular outbreak of light, which lasted for about five minutes. That was the first solar flare ever seen and reported. And there were other disturbances similar to the disturbances that I brought up earlier, which happened in August in mid-2019. 
to late August. This was late August to early September of 1859, particularly around August 28th and September 2nd, when arguably what has been the most intense auroras of the past 160 years took place. There were people in Missouri who said that they were kept up by this atmospheric light. Gold miners in the Rocky Mountains were woken up. And they thought it was like, I don't know, 5 o'clock in the morning, so they started making coffee. They started cooking bacon and eggs. And they came to the realization it was only about 1 o'clock in the morning, well earlier than they needed to rise. Because it goes back to what I was saying about the body clock and how the sun affects our body clock. It affects our clock in our body. It affects the functions within our body. And so those gold miners were of the assumption that it was much later in the morning and they went about their routines, obviously earlier than they thought, so they didn't get the correct, the healthy dose of sleep that they had intended. So just a very, very interesting thing that happened there. And of course, there was this severe electric shock event that people were describing where it appeared that there was this electric electricity charges that were basically uh, seen, not just in the U.S., not just there in Missouri, but over in Australia and other places uh, as well. And of course, if we have something like the Carrington event uh, that repeats itself we are in for quite a uh, an intense show. Uh, as they say, get ready for a ride, friends, because it appears like we are in a cycle that is currently playing out right now that is unpredictable. It's accelerating faster. It is ahead of schedule. And uh, who really knows what is to come? But I know, friends, that I'll be with you here Monday through Thursday Because we're here weeknights on Into the Parabnormal. Here comes the sun. Better watch out. Tomorrow night, back at it, friends. Again, the showtime is at 6.30 Pacific time, 9.30 Eastern. We've got more information on how you can join us at parabnormalradio.com. If you're looking for the podcast, you just joined us and you want to hear part of the show over again. Look for the Podcast Plus section at ParabnormalRadio.com. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, I'm Jeremy Scott. Good night, everyone. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.